from Tokyo, Japan and New Plymouth, New Zealand. This is Down to Business English with your hosts, Skip Montreux and Samantha Vega. Samantha, I have three words for you. Three words? Well, I hope they aren't four-letter words. <laughs> no, of course, they are not four-letter words. Okay, Whew, good, because that would be a terrible way to start the show. What three words do you have for me, Skip? Prompt Engineering Master. Prompt Engineering Master. What does that even mean? It is a completely new type of job that is being created in the field of artificial intelligence. Ah, it's a job title? It is a job title. Companies apparently are paying six figures, as much as $335,000 a year, to people who are skilled at prompting AI models like ChatGPT to get the most desirable results. Six figures for someone who knows how to ask a machine the right question? Well, I think there's a little more to it than just that. What I have read about this new industry says that the qualifications would include things like basic understanding in the area of computer coding, natural language processing, and machine learning. Ah, so it's a new type of IT job. Yeah, I suppose. But there might be less of a focus on the tech side and more on the creative side. Well, it is good to hear someone is getting a new job involving AI. I know. All you hear about is how AI is going to replace everyone's job in the not-too-distant future, especially in technology. It's interesting you say that, because the use of AI in writing television and movie scripts, and the potential it has to replace jobs, is one of the issues surrounding the strike happening in Hollywood at the moment. Oh, you are talking about the labor dispute between the Writers Guild of America and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, or AMPTP. I am. This strike is affecting the entertainment industry on various levels, and the longer it drags on, the bigger the impact it is going to have. Is this our topic today? Yes, I thought it would be an important business story for us to cover. I completely agree. Great. So let's do it. Let's get D2B down to business with no pay, no pens. Everything you need to know about the Writers Guild of America strike. Before we get into the details of the writer's strike itself, maybe let's start off with the Writers Guild of America itself. Samantha, can you explain what or who the WGA is? The Writers Guild of America, or WGA as they are known, is a labor union which represents 11,500 writers in the US. A labor union for writers. Yes. It is actually two unions, WGA East and WGA West. Together, they represent writers from coast to coast who write for television, movies, radio, and online media. Are you telling me that all professional media and entertainment written in the U.S. is done by unionized writers? Not 
all, I'm sure, but definitely most of the professional writing in the industry is done by unionized writers. Interesting. The WGA is big enough and has enough talent in it that they are able to negotiate with the AMPTP, the other side of this dispute. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the AMPTP. Who are they? The Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers is a trade association of more than 350 U.S. television and film production companies. And who would their members be? Members include all the major movie studios like Disney, Warner Brothers, Discovery, Paramount Pictures, as well as legacy TV networks, NBC, CBS, ABC, also cable channels and streaming platforms like Netflix, Apple TV Plus and Amazon Prime Video. They all belong to AMPTP. Everyone? Yes, everyone. So, the AMPTP deals with the WGA on behalf of almost all the major studios in the motion picture industry. And they don't just deal with the Writers Guild. The AMPTP also negotiates with SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, and the DGA. Ah, let me guess. The Directors Guild of America? You got it. The Directors Guild of America. You know, maybe we should pause here and explain what a guild is. That might be a new word for many of our listeners. Sure. The word guild comes from the Middle Ages. It was a group of craftspeople or artisans who supported each other for mutual aid. And how is a guild different from a labor union? Technically, the members of a labor union all work for the same company, whereas the members of a guild are independent. But for all intents and purposes, a guild is the same thing as a labor union. I suppose that because jobs like writers, actors, and directors have more to do with creative work rather than manual labor, the word guild is more accurate than labor union. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. All right. We have the Writers Guild of America on one side and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers on the other. Those are the players involved in the strike. That's right. And what are the issues? Why is WGA striking? The core issues have been brewing for quite some time. The entertainment industry has evolved significantly with new technology, and this has impacted writers in various ways. When you say the industry has evolved significantly, I'm hazarding a guess that you are talking about streaming services. Streaming services, the internet in general, and now artificial intelligence. Well, let's put a pin in AI for now and focus on streaming. My initial reaction would be that the proliferation of streaming has created a lot more work for writers. There is no doubt about that. But at the same time, streaming has really disrupted how TV shows and movies are made. How so? Well, in the heyday of broadcast television, a studio like ABC or NBC would order a pilot episode from an independent production studio or create a pilot episode themselves. 
In either case, the WGA negotiated a fairly rigid contract for the writers. Pay was based on a certain length of time, while the network was deciding whether to greenlight the pilot or not. So that the writers would not be out of work while they were waiting for the greenlight decision. And if the pilot did get the greenlight, and the studio ordered a full season of episodes. And a season would be what? 20 episodes? Close. Typically 22 episodes. On top of that, studios also agreed to hire a minimum number of writers who would receive payment for the entire season, whether they were needed or not. I take it that programs for streaming services, like Netflix and Amazon Prime, work differently. Very differently. Not only are the seasons much shorter, as short as six to eight episodes, very often pilot episodes are not even ordered. And all of this has made a big difference in salaries. According to WGA West, member earnings in 2021 dipped to the lowest level since 2017, declining 5.5% to $1.3 billion. Well, 2021, that was at the height of the COVID pandemic. Everyone was losing money. True, but according to the WGA, writers are working more and getting paid less. After negotiating with AMPTP for two months earlier this year, the members voted to take strike action starting in early May. And here we are. And what about AI? You mentioned that It has been part of the technology that was changing the industry. How does that play a role in all of this? As you can imagine, artificial intelligence can be a great tool in creating scripts. While the WGA says they have no issue allowing AI to be used in script writing, they are at the same time seeking safeguards that would protect the writer's compensation. Safeguards? What kind of safeguards? For example... A studio could give a writer an AI-generated script to polish, and the writer would still be considered the first writer on the project. Hmm. Well, that sounds reasonable. So, when exactly did this strike start? May 2nd, to be exact. And what impact has it had so far? Late-night talk shows were the first to be impacted. Sure. Because they produce content five days a week, They are, they must be heavily reliant on staff writers. So all the big talk shows immediately went into reruns. But that was just at the beginning. Many network productions were forced to shut down over the month of May. And some streaming shows and movies have announced they are postponing production until the strike is resolved. And how long until that happens? And more importantly, what is all of this going to cost? Well, the last WGA strike was 16 years ago in 2007. That strike lasted 100 days and cost the industry an estimated $2 billion U.S. But experts are saying this strike could eclipse that. And as we record this today, it is day 40. There has been one recent development that might accelerate the end of this strike. Oh, what was that? On June 7th, members of the Screen Actors Guild voted overwhelmingly in favor of authorizing a strike. Okay, and what does that mean? It means that 97.9% of the members are giving their SAG negotiators 
permission to call a strike if they cannot come to an agreement with AMPTP on a new contract. So the movie studios are under attack from both their writers and their actors. It could motivate them to reach an agreement. I hope so. If this goes on for too long, we might all be stuck watching cat videos on YouTube on Friday nights. <laughs> That's what I do anyway. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell anyone that. <laughs> no judgment. And with that, why don't we get D2V down to vocabulary? Do you find down-to-business English helpful in your English studies? Consider becoming a D2B member today to learn and retain even more words, phrases and expressions used by native English speakers in professional situations. What do you get with a D2B membership plan? First, bonus content in the form of exclusive members-only D2B episodes. Second, Expanded D2V, or Down to Vocabulary episodes that accompany each public episode of Down to Business English. Third, full access to the entire library of D2B audio scripts, all the way from Season 1, Episode 1, to our most recent D2B episode. And on top of all of that, D2B members receive automatic email delivery of audio scripts for recently released episodes. No longer will there be the need to go through the time-consuming process of visiting the website, logging into your account, locating an episode, and then downloading the audio script file. Interested in becoming a D2B member? Visit the Down to Business English website and click on the membership link at the top of the page to sign up and start enjoying these benefits today. First on our down to vocabulary list today is the phrasal verb to drag on. When something drags on, it keeps going for longer than necessary or longer than you want it to. In the introduction to today's episode, I commented that the longer the writer's strike dragged on, the bigger the impact it was going to have. In other words, Samantha was saying that the longer the strike kept going, the more damage it was going to cause. I'm sure we have all attended meetings that dragged on forever. Oh, I was in a meeting that dragged on last Friday. It was supposed to be finished in 20 or 30 minutes, but one particular member kept on asking questions and disagreeing with everyone else. There's always that one person, that one guy, isn't there? Yeah, well, that one guy's name, his name was Steve. Everyone, when you're in a meeting, don't be like Steve. Don't cause your meetings to drag on. Your coworkers will thank you for it. Mm, death by meeting, not a fan. Uh, they will. Next on the list is the noun dispute. A dispute is an argument or disagreement between two people or two groups of people. So, a dispute would be a synonym of those two words. Yes, except that a dispute is usually some type of official argument. And that is how it was used in today's report. 
We referred to the writers' strike a couple of times as a dispute between the WGA and the AMPTP. In other words, the strike is a disagreement between those two parties, or those two groups of people. Dispute also is a verb. Can you give us an example using it as a verb in a professional context, Samantha? I can, as a matter of fact. Just last month, I had to call my credit card company and dispute a charge on my statement. Oh, is that right? How much was it for? It was a small amount, just under $70 or something like that. But I have no idea what the product was for. I did not recognize the merchant's name, and I don't remember making a charge of that amount. What did the credit card company say? They said I needed to pay the charge and then file an official dispute. After that, they will look into it. Bomber. I hope it gets resolved and it doesn't drag on for too long. You know, that happened to me many years ago. I disputed a charge and it dragged on for something like three months. But in the end, I didn't have to pay. Well, I sure hope I won't either. What's our next word? Our next and final word for D2V today is the adjective legacy. When something is described as being legacy, it means that it is old or of a previous generation. In the report, Samantha referred to legacy television networks, NBC, CBS, and maybe even ABC. By calling them legacy networks, I was communicating that they were the original generation of TV networks in the U.S. The new generation of networks would be cable TV and streaming services. Legacy is often used to describe older technology. Legacy software, legacy computer code, legacy systems, all of those terms refer to older, outdated technology. You also hear the term legacy debt. Legacy debt is money a company owes for a past financial commitment. Can you give an example of that? In an attempt to increase profitability, automotive companies in recent years have announced plans to reduce their legacy costs, including pension liabilities and health care expenses for retired workers. Really? I haven't heard anything about that. Which automotive company? That was just an imaginary example, thank goodness. But I'm sure many companies try to pull things like that. Would you like to help D2B reach more people wanting to improve their business English skills? Be sure to follow D2B on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any place podcasts are found. While you are there, leave a rating and a review and tell everyone how much you enjoy the show. Thank you for all that information about the Writers Guild of America strike, Samantha. Oh, happy to do that, Skip. It will be interesting to see how this develops. Hopefully, they will be able to reach an agreement in the not-too-distant future. I think things will start to move a little quicker now that the Actors Union is entering negotiations. We will see. 
D2B members, the bonus vocabulary for today's episode will be coming your way within the next 24 to 48 hours. Be sure you are subscribed to your members-only RSS feed so that you get it when it's released. The bonus vocabulary that we will be focusing on will be the phrase, for all intents and purposes, to brew, to put a pin in something, to green light, and to eclipse. And for those of you who are not D2B members, why don't you consider becoming one? There are three benefits that come with your membership. One, access to the audio scripts for each and every D2B episode. That's 264, 265 episodes and counting. Well, yeah, today is episode 264. The second benefit is you get bonus vocabulary episodes that go out with each public episode. Like today's episode, for example. Exactly. And the third benefit is you receive exclusive member-only D2B episodes. These are episodes that are not released to the public and are only available to our members. For more information on becoming a D2B member, just visit the D2B website and click on the membership link at the top of the page. Do check that out. We sincerely appreciate the support. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Take care. Have a comment or question about today's show? Don't be shy. Visit the D2B website or Facebook page and post any comments or questions there. Skip, Des or Samantha will be sure to leave a reply. Down to Business English. Business news to improve your business English.